2: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a special Undying Light episode. I am your host as always, Alex, and I am joined by two very good friends of mine uh, who I will go ahead and introduce now, and then I will kind of tell you why uh, we're doing these little bonus shows. So uh, first, I will start off with uh, you, Z, and let you introduce yourself and kind of give you a little background if you would.
0: All right. Um, So my name is Z and my Instagram account is narrow is the gate. And I've had my Instagram account for about a year and a half now. And that's how I met Alex, Mm -hmm. which I'm very grateful for.
2: Well, and you've been a guest on this show before, haven't you?
0: Yes, I have. So thank you so much for having me back on. I really appreciate it. And it's such an honor to be back on here.
2: Oh, absolutely. Uh, And if you have not heard about that episode, we did a whole attribute series on the uh, series of uh, attributes on God. And uh, Z joined me for the one on justice, correct? Yep. Yep. I got to get my brain cells in order here. (laughs) Uh, I've recorded a few episodes since that day, um, but that episode was tops of one of my favorites that I think I've done. Um, And just to kind of, you know, really show how prepared Z came, she came on to a 45 minute (laughs) episode with eight pages of notes. Yes. so uh go check that episode out she killed it it was fantastic so uh, i'm also joined uh, in a little bit of a panel style tonight uh by another good friend of mine chris all the way from california where it's 8 a.m and s- still smoggy am i correct
3: five uh 5, 16 p.m and still oh, on five, fire six, probably yeah somewhere. still yeah because yeah.
2: california is a dumpster still. fire
3: Yeah, we got problems. We got problems. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody.
2: Now, Chris, you're unique in the aspect that you actually have your own podcast, correct? I do. I do. And where can we find you?
3: I'm the podcast Ezra Reads the Law. You'll find Mm -hmm. me on Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, a number of other smaller ones. Google is probably the easiest, most universal. Or you can just follow me on Instagram at Ezra Reads the Law. Mm -hmm. The links are in the bios and you'll be set.
2: Legit. Now, you've been on my show as well a few times. I've been
3: on a few times, yeah. Yeah. So
2: you've joined some panel discussions. And uh, you've done... We did the Christmas special together, which I was. I really enjoyed that. I thought that was was a a fantastic little series. Uh, And I was actually looking at kind of so i'm a very <clears throat> i'm a very numbers driven guy and yeah. uh so we we did this the christmas day episode together um i don't even remember, remember when we actually recorded it and i think that is topped uh episode for my christmas series we had over i had over 300 listens nice so that is uh substantial because i usually only average uh anywhere between 200 and 250 I'm just kind of looking at numbers real quick. Yeah, so my um the Christmas Eve had 252. Yeah, so straight up the Christmas Day episode was my most popular one in that series. So both of the episodes that were substantial, uh, that Z and Chris have joined me on are were, and and are were fantastic. So make sure you check them out. Uh the Attribute series ran over the summer in 2020. We concluded that um, September, the first week of September, started the uh, eschatology series. And so uh, go back a little bit in the uh, history on the show because I've produced quite a few episodes since then. And you can catch both of them.
3: Alex, just to catch it real quick, your eschatology series, that actually began, I believe, at the beginning of August. Was because, it? Because, uh, hmm. yeah, because you did the uh, intro oh, episode. Yeah. You did the uh, August heaven, 7th. hell, yep, death yep. episodes. Yeah. Yeah, and in September, September you went into the uh the four views, the four that, eschatological that's, views.
2: That's it right there. See, I remember that. Chris, yeah. Chris knows my show better than I, I do. So <laughs>
3: apparently, uh,
2: apparently. And if for all you're interested, uh the show that Z was on was The Justice of God aired June twelfth. And yes. uh yep. pulling up those numbers to just kind of graze at That one, Z has 539 total listens.
0: Oh, wow. So
2: that is, and it it actually is still actively being listened to. Um,
0: That's really good. Yeah.
2: There's active listens in the last 30 days, which is fantastic. So that episode has skyrocketed. So make sure you uh, check it out and, you know, listen to it again or two time or two. (laughs) I, I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, but, uh, yeah, so I, I really I, I really enjoy having both of you on my show. And, Z, you brought a fantastic, you know, kind of uniqueness to uh, the episode. And, Chris, you just, you know, you, you just have this, I don't know, persona about you that really makes the show flow really well. So, I'm going to kind of oh, you... Get...
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah,
2: absolutely. <laughs> well, I, I, I know... I don't want to brag about it, but I know talent when I get see talent. You both have it. So uh
3: I I keep I keep bugging Z, you know? I keep bugging you. Oh, you yeah, start I know. A pod, you started podcasting, right?
0: <laughs> I don't have any time in my day left for anything right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. I'm I I know that struggle very, very well. <laughs> my great, husband's like
0: and yeah, my yeah. husband's like. So you're taking on another series on your Instagram? <laughs> uh, He's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, the, talk about talk scripture. about
2: that a little bit, if you would, Z. The twisted scripture. Yeah. yeah.
0: So twisted scripture. Um, it all came up because I started that in my blog. I have a blog, narrowisthegate.net, dot net, and that all came about because of how I used to stri- of uh, twist scripture as a new believer because of my lack of time in the word, um, uh, my lack of wanting to study the word. Um, so I was, conti- you know, often you just twisting scripture and putting myself into scripture and just, what does this mean to me? And that's how the church taught it back then. And that's how I approached scripture. So after, learning the right way to study scripture. And once I started studying and reading it, I realized that there are many people who are doing this, who are believers and they might not be intentionally doing, but nonetheless, they're still doing it. And, you know, we need to be able to understand what God is saying in order for us to be able to really share that with others and be able to live out his truths. Because if we're not understanding what he's saying, then we're just going to live however we think he wants us to live. So that's how it all started in my blog. And then um, I figured, why not bring it to Instagram? There you
2: go. That's exactly that's it. It's how to roll with it. Um, I, I too have a blog, but I'm not, I need to be more active and I've actually started taking it on uh, being more active to publish and write articles so i may call upon you again in the future to write again for me absolutely it would be an honor yeah z actually wrote uh, a two-parter on my uh, blog that we published in the late fall was it right around november
0: Yeah, yeah i think so
2: so we talked she talked about the wrath of god and some of the misconceptions and thoughts around that so Check that out. She does a lot of work all over the place, so you don't <laughs> want to miss out on, on what's going on. Uh, so I kind of want to talk a, a, for a quick minute here, um, why you people who are listening are getting such the uh, unique episode. Because normally, if you've listened to me, it's it's obviously through the eschatology series, or it's through you know a particular. Uh, you know, prolonged series. Uh, it's on purpose, and and not to say that this is accidental, but this is going to be something unique uh, from Undying Light. Uh, so what we, what I've kind of con- con- constructed in my mind is uh, twice a month on a Tuesday, I want to release kind of a bonus if bonus episode, if you would, but I want to piggy bank. Out of the, the Patreons who support this ministry, and so I want to get them involved and bring them onto the show, and have these panel discussions or uh, one-on-one discussions with them. However, the t- the scheduling and that works out for everybody. This just happened to work out perfectly that I was able to get Chris Anze on the same night. And so what we are going to do tonight is we're going to talk through a couple topics that have been kind of pressing on both of all three of our minds. And we will see what rabbit holes we go down. But uh, I really just want to make this kind of a I wouldn't call them, you know, like the undying light roundtables that we did back in the day. Um, These are something completely different. So the people who will come on to the show will be different every every time and it and occasionally they you know i, I would hope you guys come back and join me and and various episodes down the road that's not oh. you know this isn't a one and done for you and then i kick you out the <laughs> door uh i want you guys to you know continue to come back so um and it, we might mix it up too you know you, you know you might see z with somebody else or chris with somebody else or by themselves or however we we do it so mm-hmm. yeah so there, go ahead
3: no, I was just saying we we switch around we uh, yeah we make our appearances you know?
2: and you know and it, like I said it just worked out perfectly because I know Chris you recorded today with Thomas who is yeah starting a new show and I was on Redeem- his show yeah re- yeah
3: Redeemed Meditations right? yeah yeah
2: yeah and, and that I mean that guy's putting some work into it so make sure you check out that show on Spotify Redeemed Meditations no he is he put it- reformed meditations. <laughs>
3: I think it's redeemed. Let me check. I Let me it. check.
2: I got it here. It is redeemed. This came up. This yeah, it is redeemed. What is, am yeah. I thinking about? This, this, reformed.
3: Actually, well, this actually came up because I think he had thought of naming it reformed, or why didn't I name it reformed? So yeah. he's doing good work. Either way, he is doing. He is. Work,
2: yeah, you know? absolutely.
3: Yeah. So yeah, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure to get to join him for that.
2: Yeah. So I, when I recorded, um, I put, I piped him into my software on my PC. Nice. And nice. then, and so, like I was able to you know really I, I can't say professional because I mean i'm I'm just an amateur at this, but I was able to actually get better sound quality than when you have a Skype call because Skype by itself, you still sound a little tinny. And, and and I'm not a fi- I hate recording on on Skype calls and I hate because like if you listen to podcasts and then they you know, the, like the show people like if you were to listen to like the Bible dingers who produce really good content. But when you when, when they have a guest on their show like me, I get piped in by a Skype call. And so then you can you can always tell there's a sound difference between my audio and their audio and the one thing i like about hindenburg which is what i use is i can bring you guys into the software live and record it nice. and so i i was record so i did that with thomas's episode and if you listen to the very beginning you'll hear me go all right you're good to go
1: <laughs> and, then, and then he starts and then he
2: starts you know the show and and it doesn't it doesn't take away from you know the quality of the show but it's just funny that you catch me saying that <laughs> And I'm like, and I I think I told him I'm like, oh, you you may want to, you know, cut the the editing out, and uh, and no, you know, he just he he turned around and produced it right on the spot. So, um, God. it was uh, quite humorous to <laughs> to just experience that. And I do want to apologize. Uh, this doesn't normally happen, and I have to inter- interrupt this whole thing. Um, my wife is vacuuming. And I am not in my normal recording studio. So you might hear a low hum in the background of a vacuum for the listeners because my father in law is downstairs painting. And so I brought my equipment upstairs to my office. And Ooh. I don't have the, it's not the, it's in the back part of the house, but it's not separated enough. And so I occasionally will get some sound that trickles back here and I can hear them vacuuming, which is, I'm like, I'm recording podcast, people (laughs) doing nerdy stuff. (laughs) Leave me alone. (laughs) So, uh, all right. So uh, here's what we've got going. So I allowed Z and Chris to pick the topics for tonight. And this is what we come up with. And we're going to walk through it. And we're just going to have kind of a group discussion. We'll see where it takes us. So topic number one is the problem of evil around us. And that is tackling sin as the issues we see. And I think this goes uh, in. There's many paths that we can take with this particular topic because we can look at the state of the country and the world, for that matter, with the problem of evil and sin uh, we can look at it from a perspective of why are Christians too soft and fluffy these days to actually engage in the conversation about sin. Uh, and, yeah. And then the second topic is laziness to study scripture. Mm-hmm. And this leads Christians to listen to the world. It leads Christians to uh, have uncertainty in, in their salvation it leads Christians to be tossed around into every direction, listening to false teachers, and oh, maybe they get a little sprinkling of right theology here and there, yeah. Um But it, how, it's, how
3: much is how much is freely accepted for not being anchored and rooted in the Word? It, exactly,
2: know? exactly. Yeah. So uh, Z brought these topics to us, and we both, Chris and I, both accept the fact that they were very good, and yes. uh, we want to. Use these as our platform. So I'm gonna actually turn it over to Z and let her kind of. Why me? Because it cause, uh, let you kick it off. Because you brought these fire topics to the table. So I gotta, I gotta give it hey, to you. Well, this
0: time I did not bring seven pages. I'll tell you
2: that. Uh, womp, womp.
0: <laughs> okay, so I think it's important since we're talking about sin to first define what sin is. So um, sin is any want of conformity unto or transgression of the law of God. Uh, that's the Westminster Shorter Catechism, question 14. Sin is lawlessness. It's 1 John 3, 4. It's knowing the right thing to do and failing to do it, James 4, 17. So it's godlessness. It's injustice. It's wickedness. Um, and there are many things that can fall under this. But kind of taking from the article that I wrote from you um, for you, Alex, um, there are three basic biblical aspects of sin, and that's rebellion against God, that's disobedience to His law, and violation against people. So you know the Bible does not leave out the problem of sin unaddressed. So the Bible does tell us that we are we are born sinners. That's Psalms. 51 5 and psalm 58 3 and because of this there's a separation between us and god so romans five ten says that we are enemies of god so the bible is very clear that we are born sinners so you know we have that fallen nature and that's why we sin there's nothing we you know we can't do any righteous deeds because we are enslaved to our sin And um, God defines sin for us in Scripture. So we have Galatians 5, 19 through 21, Colossians 3, 5, Ephesians 5, 3, and Romans 1, 29 through 31, which I will read. It says... They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and maliciousness. They are gossips, slanders, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, and ruthless. So the Bible clearly tells us, you know, we are sinners. What our actions are as sinners. And it also tells us how God responds to our sin. So also taking this back to what I wrote for you, Alex, and um, that's God's wrath is upon sinners. So, you know, we will pay for our sins, like nothing, none of our sins will go, you know, unpaid for. So scripture tells us, that you know, God is holy and he hates sin. Therefore, his anger burns against sinners. And the Bible is full of Bible verses that um, tells us that God's anger is towards those who sin against him. So we have these verses in Psalms. It's Psalm 711. It says, God is a righteous judge and a God who feels indignation every day. Psalms 97 says, for we are brought to an end by your anger. By your wrath, we are dismayed. There's other verses like psalm seventy eight forty nine psalm two twelve psalm five six through seven and there are other verses that we can look at that tell us God's reaction towards sinners
2: well that's pretty much a goats- th- uh, throat punch right there
0: <laughs>
2: so Chris, what are your thoughts initially?
3: You nailed it, Z. Absolutely nailed it. And uh, we all, as humanity, have this. We all have sin. Like um, I was actually, you pulled out the Westminster. I was actually looking at chapter six of the 1689, uh, the Fall of Man of Sin and of the Punishment thereof. Um, But yeah, we we all have this sin. We all have this uh, fallen sin nature. and we all deal with it, we all contend with it. Um, actually, I, I, it has me thinking of something. I, at some point in the past few days, I look back at uh Cain and uh Cain and Abel. I want to say you actually addressed this uh as well, Alex, recently. Cain mm-hmm. and Abel. Um, uh, did I have it open to that? Of course, I did not. Ah, Genesis uh, 4. Yes, I just popped to it. Uh, now, Adam, now, Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I've gotten a man with the help of the Lord. Um, now, well, actually, uh, let me go forward to um, verse 6. The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Uh, after, uh, and why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? If you, and if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. It's desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. Um, we have sin crouching at the door. That's how soon after the fall it's just gone on since. I yeah. mean, we, we have sin that wants to overtake us. It's contrary. Yeah. To.
2: yeah I actually talked about this with Thomas on his show and yeah. uh, we talked a little bit about, cause he had brought up, um, you know, worship and he'd brought up with, uh, you know Aaron's sons and the and the fire they offer to God in the temple mm-hmm. and how they get burned fire. out. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, I, yeah. you know, this that this text here brought came to my mind, and so I w- went back to it. and I'm like, well, here's what we see in our first actual offering to God in Genesis four, and how God mm-hmm. is already showing favoritism on one aspect to the other. Yeah. And, and so it's a very interesting and complex text to break down uh, these few 10-12 verses here in uh, um, Genesis 4 and you know because then you get that's when you get 13's when you get Cain kind of crying about my punishment being too great and then yeah um, it mm-hmm. goes on but boy it's, it's some meaty text to dig through um, but you know I wanted to bring this up and then uh, I wanted to Read and reflection to, uh, up oh, there it is. That's what I wanted. You you were going through a bunch of text, uh, describing sin, Z and I wanted to. And I, this is probably the most profound text that there is, in my opinion, that really describes the nature of man, and it's Romans three. All right, so I want to read. Verses nine through 18. Uh, They're not probably uncommon to most of the people who listen to this show, but I really want to stress some of these verses in here because it shows the level that Paul is driving at here. And Z, you made it really clear in Romans one, how the retrobate or those who are outside of the will of Christ uh, are naturally drawn to sin. And I think Paul really continues to hammer this here. um, Yeah, as he just uh, unpacks romans for us uh he writes what then are the jews any better off no not at all for all or for we have already charged that all both jew and gentile or jew and greek in this uh, translation are under sin as it is written none is righteous no not one no one understands no one seeks for god for all have turned aside together they have become worthless No one does good. No, not even one. Their throat is an open grave, and they use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood, and their paths are ruin and misery. And the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. And um, I I don't know, Z, on your blog, if you're going to go through all of Romans, I don't know if that's your intention,
0: I'm not sure yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure i'm I didn't know it was gonna take me this long, and I feel like it's taken me i think a month to just get out of verse one. Yeah. so <laughs> you know it's been like three yeah, three to four weeks, so we'll see it,
2: i I took on writing commentary on Romans, and I did it all in uh two months. I think it took I me remember, yeah, and so I did it over the summer between school. And so uh, my I kind of describe what I did. Um, I would I I had my last job before I became a pastor. I had a uh, two hours in the morning that I could just kind of come in and do nothing. And and I say that because there was nobody like I was there before the world kind of started. And (laughs) so I would have some downtime. And so I would just get on and write in the mornings and then I would you know post the scripture up and i went section by section um you know per, per each day that i would post and then i would you know um write commentary and i would find a, a graphic and do a, like a key verse to kind of you know put into the graphic and and then that was like the thing and i would have Three or four study Bibles open. I would have commentaries open, and I would read a bunch of stuff, and I would just kind of take what I was reading and kind of put it into, you know, into my own words. But I'd also, you know, kind of see the train of thought, mm-hmm. and then and then unpack it from my eyes and my perspective. And so, um, I spent a considerable amount of time looking <laughs> at Romans three because Romans three is a beefy chapter. Mm-hmm. So you can find all that in my stories. But anyways, that's not the point of this episode. Um, The whole premise, I think, with with evil, obviously, we've really covered it is, you know, with the fall of Adam and Eve, we have sin entering the world, death entering the world. And now we are uh, kind of plagued with evil everywhere. And I, I just kind of, I don't want to get into politics or anything, but I want to kind of get your guys' perspective on what, what's happening really in Washington right now. Mm. <laughs> in, a, in a non-political manner.
3: Mm. Um, simple answer, God's doing whatever he's doing. Um, Washington, ish. Yeesh. Um, would you say we couldn't get political with the answer, or?
2: <laughs> well, <We've... laughs> I mean, uh, I guess the the problem is is even regardless of whether Trump was president or now Biden, um, I yeah. think we I think we face considerable amounts of problems from one particular party. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's pretty evident for most Christians. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, not to get political on it, but I I think that there's going to be some catastrophic things take place in regards to what this administration is going to do. And by that, I mean just just simply opening up abortion to be Mm -hmm. – Yeah. Whatever it is people want it to be. I'll let you guys decide talk on that one. Just just that sheer that single topic.
3: Uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be a nation going more wayward. I mean just more and more sin, more and more opportunity to sin. Um yeah. It's going to be heartbreaking,
2: it really is. Do you think that this is god's punishment to this to this nation
3: i think it's very feasible that it could be that um it could just be that that's the passing of god's favor on this nation that this nation was raised up for the time it was raised up did the things that it did Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah power shifting um but i mean it could very well be punishment not only the wickedness we've seen in our nation um But what we've seen in the modern American church with, I mean, back to that statement I made, what's being accepted by the church, what's Mm -hmm. being adopted, what's being brought in, it's so man-centered, it's so inwardly centered, it's so me-centered, it's not going to save anybody. It's just not. It's going to pep you up, make you feel right, and it's not going to tell you the truth. And it's, yeah. um,
2: Yeah see
0: any thoughts? No, just like what Chris was saying, I just think um you know stuff is just going to get a lot worse. Yeah. Um you know, people are calling what is evil good and what is good evil and it's just that's what they're doing with abortion. You know, they're trying to justify their sinful behavior. Um they're blinded by their sin and you know just the beautiful thing is though all even though that the bible speaks of sin and god's wrath upon sin we also have to praise god that in the bible it also gives us the cure for evil and that's the gospel of god Mm -hmm. and you know like chris was saying until these churches stop trying to please the world and start preaching god's gospel then you know these these people need to hear the truth and they need to be, you know, preach the truth to be able to yeah. see their sinfulness and their need for a savior. And, you know, it's it's just really sad to see and to even think of where this nation can be going. But, yeah. you know, as Christians, I also think that we lean on God's sovereignty and we know that he has ordained everything that has come to pass and he has a purpose. And even though we may not understand this purpose, we know it's perfect and just because he is you know
3: mm-hmm. absolutely.
0: so,
2: what do you think the future in the next five to ten years looks like with the the current state and progressive state of this country? um
3: who was i listening to recently i think it was dale partridge um his podcast he'd been expressing more and more that we might see a bit of a return to sort of a house church type model maybe a the church going underground um it could become harder the what what what's it called the equality act or something the uh um i forgot who had said it but but they could be coming for sermons for sermon material um is terrible because that's a hindrance of the truth going out you know where we we want to share the truth um So it could be attempts at silencing. I know people will run and scream, well, social media, but I'm like, I I haven't. I could be wrong. I've probably not been paying enough attention. Um, Christian, uh, Bible uh, teaching, Bible sharing sources don't seem to be getting censored, shut down. It seems more of a political push that things are getting shut down. and I would hope Christians we just stand our ground and keep sharing the word and keep mm-hmm. sharing Jesus Christ to the world. Uh, we're not off Facebook or Instagram until we're off Facebook or Instagram until we're forced off. Yeah. Uh, so I I don't have as a Christian I have no interest in inciting I that kills me. If I could talk about that real quick, that kills me. The idea that it's already sort of being talked about that if you're well, what kind of person was like the rioters at Capitol Hill on the sixth. Um, and, and already pointing that to, oh, the traditional Bible-teaching churches type thing or biblical churches, and, and you see that language already starting to come for uh, Christians who stand on the Word. It's like the the precedent's already there. It's already in place. Um, yeah, it, it could get tough. Suffice it to say, it could get tough.
2: I agree, and I think uh, many people probably have expressed that same concern that it could potentially get, um, you know, difficult down the road. Uh, I think, you know, as I said in my live today on Instagram, that I I think that there's this problem with Christian pages, and they are constantly... uh, Going to the far extreme yeah. with with this, you know, fear mongering that you know they 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 are shoving this agenda down that it's like mm-hmm. panic right now because the end is within days.
3: Yeah, we can't have that. That's not healthy. That's not going to achieve anything. It's not going to accomplish anything. It's not going to advance anything. It's going to do nothing. It's not going to be productive to have that kind of mentality, have that kind of approach.
2: So I think this leads into the second topic, which is laziness to study scripture, because I think what it does is, is, uh, you know, it it drives forward this notion that, uh, Christians don't understand what's going on. And so they cling to the pages that, you know, it appears that they know what's going on. Uh, and then, and then it's got this mindset of, you know, it shows a lack of discernment it shows a lack of reading the scriptures because they cling to what's really you know what makes them feel good maybe I don't yeah. know how that would I would hate to flee to a fear mongering page and just say oh you know this is all better now life is rainbows and sunshine but um, you know Z you, you brought this topic as well so I kind of want you to exp- <laughs> expand a little bit on it if you would
0: yeah, well, um, I think that often our excuse to—well, let's just start with this. So we see Christians, like you said, just falling into whatever they hear, whatever they think is good, because of what we hear in Ephesians four 13, 4. It's, They're not, you know, fed on the word. So it says, until we all attain the unity of the faith— and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. So if we're not rooted in scripture, we're just going to go by whatever we think sounds good or okay. Um, And I often hear I'm too busy. And, um, I don't want to say that busyness is, um, I mean, it can be that you're busy, but I also think that it is lack of desire. I think it's laziness. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a a quote by R.C. Sproul. Um, it says here, then is the real problem of our negligence. We fail in our duty to study God's word, not so much because it is difficult to understand, not so much because it is dull and boring, but because it is work. Our problem is not lack of intelligence or a lack of passion. Our problem is that we are lazy. And... um I I think it's true. I think we just start piling up of the things we can do. We have, you know, we have our to-do list. We have to do this. We have to do that. And we're putting our worldly things before we're prioritizing God's word. But what we don't understand is when we are prioritizing God first, then everything will fall into place because, you know, we will be walking how he commands us to walk. Um, it's you know not being the word is a lack of self control it's lack of discipline um, it's putting our idols before god not making sacrifices to make time for god um the bible teaches us that self control is a virtue galatians 5:22 through 23 1 corinthians 9 um, 25 um, you know we should strive to make time for for being in the word
2: that is absolutely spot on chris what are your thoughts
3: um i i I still link it back to what we had mentioned with what what direction things may be going for the church in this day and age um if it could be like a siren warning, not in a panic way, just in a real talk sort of a way, that this is not the season for Christians to be lazy in their word. It's just mm-hmm. not. It's not. Um, I'm not saying it's going to get this intense this soon. What if by this time next year we're looking at the Bible being an illegal uh, book to own, and they're just starting to destroy Bibles and just trying to make it disappear. just trying to wipe it out, right? Um We have to have more scripture buried in our hearts. Uh, We have to be committing this scripture to memory, be feeding on this scripture, just filling ourselves with it, filling ourselves, filling ourselves with
0: it. Absolutely. And something else, too, you know, the Bible does tell us that we have to go out and make disciples. Well, how are we going to go out and do that if we don't know God's word? Like, how are we going to nourish others if we're not feeding into the word ourselves? And yeah. what we're gonna be doing is pointing people towards things that are unbiblical. And yeah. oh. I mean
3: <laughs> go ahead.
0: You know, and I mean God commands that we rightly handle his word. We read that in two Timothy two fifteen. So mm-hmm. it's not an option for a Christian to want to read or study the Bible. It's a command that yeah. we should.
2: Yes. Yep. Completely agree. And and I think what it I think it it boils down to this: people have been sucked into social media, and mm-hmm. they've been sucked mm-hmm. into this false narrative or lie in reality that the people they follow on social media is giving them adequate information. Yeah. Therefore, the, they don't have to pick up their Bible and study it themselves.
3: Mhm. It's
2: yeah, so true. It doesn't work that way. does work that way. Yeah, and I've seen time and time again, people are like, you know, we'll will try to debate me or present an argument, and I'm like, on what grounds do you stand on? You're mm-hmm. you're you're justifying a position based upon <laughs> your own position, you know, your own objective view, your subjective view. It's your truth. It's not God's truth. This isn't what Scripture says. Yeah. And and even if there is a verse that could back a person's position, it's twisted, it's manipulated, it's pulled out of context. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, uh, I put a screenshot in the in the Patreon group chat today because I had a guy comment on my post and and I had responded. He he, it was on. Uh, I think it was the Timothy Brindle post, and and he had asked something about how he, he says he continues to struggle with sin. And I said, well, if you have a I just made a very general statement. I said, if you continue to to be tempted, you know, then cast that aside with whatever your temptation is, cast that aside. So if it's, you know, a cell phone causing you to stumble, then get rid of the cell phone. If it's mm-hmm. a TV show that's causing you to stumble, stop watching it. It's very simple, you know, and and then somebody chimes in and goes, well, should we just live under a rock? Should we just kill ourselves? Because that that'll keep us from sinning. And I mean, I I use the face palmy face palm emoji (laughs) because like these types of comments are just absolutely ridiculous and they're asinine. And I got to a point where. I, I, I responded to them and I, you know, I use the face palm emoji and I'm like, you know, these are the types of comments that drive me nuts when people come on and they make the most extreme radicalized comment they can possibly yeah. come to their mind. It has no biblical foundation and is not rooted in anywhere other in truth other than you're trying to maybe get a few likes out, you know,
3: mm-hmm.
2: from sheer, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is. So I put the, you know, I put a uh, the picture up in the Patreon group on IG and because then he DMs me and tells me that I'm the problem with the reformed community in <laughs> because, you know, I, I'm just I'm so bitter and harsh and I, I'm like, OK, dude, um, but that's that's the thing that drives me nuts is not not only the laziness but the arrogance that goes with the ignorance yeah we we've, we've really lost sight in my opinion of of scriptural understanding i mean i'm sitting here in my office i have um luther martin luther's small catechism with explanation cuz i'm using this as a as to help go through my uh, sermon series on the the Lord's Prayer. Uh, I look behind me and I have two Bibles on a shelf. One is the Creeds and Confessions. Uh, in front of me, I have a, a visitation uh, book and a pastoral care book that help me deal with people who are you know experiencing traumatic issues in their lives. To my other side, I have more stacks of books that are walking me through my podcast series and uh, personal study and things like that. And I can't help but think about the fact that I have been, I have been blessed to have acquired quite a few books in my few years of being in, in, you know, um, you know, follower of Christ. I'd probably say, I don't know. I'm at seven, eight years now. And, I've been blessed to have been given books for free through like, uh, various websites and that for book reviews and stuff. And so that's been, uh, nice as well. But at at the end of the day, for one, I haven't read them all, but that, that doesn't mean that I don't understand what's going on in a lot of them because I can understand the topics because I study this stuff on a regular basis.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And I think what we have what we're dealing with with is a generation of lazy christians who have all the information at their fingertips and so it that requires them not to sit and read a book when they can just google an answer
0: Mm-hmm. that's true
2: and case in point i get people that ask me questions on like church history all the time and my go-to church history book is pointing them to uh, 2000 years of Christ power. It's an easy read. It's very informative. It breaks a lot of the history down. It comes from a fairly non-biased position. It's, he is a reformed, uh, theologian who writes the books, but it really breaks things down, you know, as it, from a historically accurate position. And there's other history books out there. I mean, I've got Stephen Lawson's, uh collection on godly men that's a great series um i think his name is philip schaefer i think that's his first name but he's got an eight book series on the church history and that's a dry read i mean if you really want to put yourself to sleep read one of those books because it is just meticulously written detailed history But the thing is, is like these are books in my collection that I actively read because I have to know this stuff. And I find Christians today are just at a junction where they were like, I don't need to know what this Bible verse means. I don't need to know what this, Mm -hmm. you know, what uh, what the past has talked about with this verse. I I can just Google it and get, you know, the top five answers. I mean, what are you guys thoughts?
0: Yeah, so. Just what you were saying, I think that nowadays there's a tendency to run to the internet or take shortcuts. I don't think there's anything wrong with using books and resources, obviously. You know, you use them, we all use them, but they're using those as their go tos instead of the, the Bible. And they're trying to find instructions on how to live better, how to be a godly wife, how to discipline my child. When we have God's word that perfectly instructs us in every area of our lives and we can't expect these books with a one two three step approach to grow us spiritually that's just not going to happen you know Jesus and the apostles didn't feed on anything else but scripture so I don't know why there's this tendency to think that we don't need to you know and it's actually really sad because I mean, if you're a Christian, you should have that desire to want to know the God of the Bible and want to live out his truths. And it's just um, it makes me sad to see that people try to take other routes, you know, and not trying to make the time to um, be in the word.
3: I agree. All scripture is inspired by God, profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. Mm -hmm. Scripture is absolutely sufficient. It's what we need. It's what we need for our growth, our strengthening.
0: And, you know, I just want to add real quick, um, Mm -hmm. we can make all these excuses that we want, but um, seek accountability. There's no excuse. If you're a Christian and you're struggling to be in the word, you need to go seek accountability. Um, You know, we, Christians should be doing life with other believers. We should be sharing our sin struggles. We should be pointing each other to Christ and the Bible. So there's no excuse. If you're struggling with any other sin and not being in the word, seek help, seek accountability until you can do that on your own, where you become disciplined and self-control, where you know that you're going to make that time for, for God. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Just like you said, z it's if if you if you're finding yourself in a season of dryness, I hate that terminology more than you can imagine. If you find yourself struggling to read God's Word on a consistent basis, then mm-hmm. talk to your pastor. Yeah. Talk to an elder in your church. Talk to yeah. you know a fellow brother or sister in Christ, and f- figure out what they do, mm. and find a rhythm. Find a you know yeah. it, it, you're you're not going to be perfect. I, I mean, I don't pick up the Bible every day, even though at some junction I'm looking at Scripture every day. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is you know, we we we've come to this position where we are. You know, as I've said, we just enjoy yeah. the ability to go and Google an answer.
0: Yeah. And instead of you know, that's laziness because studying does take work. It's not easy. The
2: topic, <laughs> you know, its so and understanding. just not
0: wanting to make the time for it. And um God instructs us to make the best use of our time. So that's Ephesians five sixteen through 17 and Colossians 4, 5. So even that, you know, are we making the best use of our time? So are, you know, and I've been guilty of this. <laughs> a few months ago, I went to my Instagram activity time. Whoa, I was blown away. I was like, you're telling me that I spend this much time on Instagram in one day? It was shocking. It was sad. I shared it with my husband. And he's like, what? And um, of <laughs> course, it's not, <laughs> it's not like all that one sitting, you know, it's a little bit at a time. I mean, I I still do make time for the word of God, but that's still not an excuse. You know, is that the best use of my time? You know, am I pouring into my son? Am I pouring into my husband? Am I doing the best I can do in my own household? You know, how am I using my time? Am I, you know, discipling others? Am I pouring and encouraging into others, not just online, but to those in my small group? or you know to other believers so just looking at how you know what are we doing with our day what are we doing with our time
3: yeah it, it comes down it seems like such a daunting yeah. thing we you know, yep, we gotta, exactly everybody's Chris, so busy nowadays thoughts? you got to make the time for this and that and figure that out um it, it comes down to just making that choice to choose you'll have a slot of time what are you going to do you're going to stare at uh videos online you're going to get into the word even for a couple minutes you know yeah um, what are you choosing to do are you choosing to honor god with your time so and i'll, I'll say that to myself as much as i'd say it to anybody like i'm i'm not going to be like are you honoring god with you i'm like oh yeah yeah i'll absolutely point that at myself
0: Yeah. And, you know, I think we're all guilty of doing that, especially us who have an Instagram page. I think we've all fallen into the trap, but I think it's okay when we realize what we're doing and we pull ourselves back from it, but, you know, not acknowledging that we're not trying, you know, not acknowledging that, Hey, there's something wrong with what I'm doing. I need to stop this and replace this with God's word. Then that becomes a problem, you know?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yep. So we're about to an hour on the show, and uh, I'm gonna close her down for the evening. But I want to kind of give it one last run through. If you guys have any final thoughts, any advice, any uh, (laughs) Um, last minute punches you want to throw, any at all, I will turn it over to Chris first, since I've been picking on Z all night.
3: um, I really like what Z said. Get accountability. Get people you can be accountable to um, in your spiritual growth. Uh, They do it for recovery groups. You know, they should definitely be doing it. Or we rather should definitely be doing that in regards to our spiritual growth and our spiritual walks and our walks with
0: God. All right. I just want to touch on some little things real quick. So um, I just want to point out why it's so crucial for Christians to be in the word. Um, first, because we are inclined to act on our sinful worldly desires. So we need to be in the word because God defines what sin is and we need to be aware of what sin is so that we can be intentional about avoiding temptations into that sin. You know, when we're reading our Bible, you know, the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin. We need that conviction of sin. You know, we need to repent and then start walking towards righteousness. Um, We need the Bible because it helps us have victory over sin. Um, It is our foundation of truth. It's, we are fully dependent on it for our spiritual growth and it is our strength in our trials. And there are many more reasons why we need to be in the word, but um, just thought I'd point those out.
3: Hmm.
2: Good. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think, you know, as kind of the last, you know, bit to add is the fact that, you know, if you encounter mm-hmm. a new um, system or, you know, a new routine, you're not going to be perfect at it. and And it's going to mm-hmm. take you many years before you are actively doing things right, and and I'll give this by sheer real firsthand experience. I left a job in December and I was working Monday through Friday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I had to be up at 5 a.m. and I'd be home at 3.30 and then I would work 8 to 5 on Thursdays and Fridays. And I did that for a number of years. And then I come to a job as a pastor where I have no set schedule. And so I thought as I was going through the interview process and then the church called me and we were going through the move and, and all of that, uh, that come January, I would just fall right into this position and I would be able to spend my days studying when I'm not talking with parishioners and spend my day, uh, you know, really digging into God's word and, and, we're on the twenty third of January now, and none of that has happened the way I thought it would. And and it's simply, you know, we moved to a new state, and so we have errands to run to get ourselves acclimated. We've got um, doctor's appointments to hit. We've got grocery shopping to do. We've got, you know, this and that and the other. And if you know, and then we've got then I've got stuff with my, you know, congregants through the week. And, um, you know, we've got events that we have to go to. And and so it becomes Mm -hmm. busy. And Mm -hmm. even as a pastor, we have to be, you know, well-structured in how we handle our time. We have to be disciplined. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, Luther said it best and I quoted it in one of my sermons. I have so much stuff to do that I think I'll spend the first three hours of my day in prayer. And. We don't have men like that these days that will, you know, go to bed at 10 o'clock, get up at 5 a.m. and study God's word and pray for three hours. We just don't, you know, I mean, I could probably, you know, name a handful of men that I would that I could venture to say have a structured prayer life ongoing for more than five or 10 years. It's a very small list. And so one of the things one of the desires Mm -hmm. I have is, you know, to build that routine for myself that I can go to bed early, sleep well, wake up refreshed and get into God's word and do what God has called me to do. And so uh, and obviously not be a lazy Christian because we can't have uneducated, ignorant Christians running around. That's my job as a pastor is to teach. So. Ladies and gentlemen, this was an episode mainly just, to, you know, as you've heard, a, a panel discussion on a couple topics that um, are near and dear. I know to Z's heart and mine as well and Chris's as well. And, you know, this was just something that came to me last week. And I thought I want to be able to give back to my <laughs> Patreons just a little bit more and get them onto a show and let them pick the topic and let them talk and so that's what we did now another thing that we do is our bible study which tomorrow night we're going to look at mark the last few verses in chapter eight and start Uh. into verse uh chapter nine and we're going to continue moving through the book of mark and so uh for those who uh, hear this it will be you know tuesday when this airs you know it's saturday as we record it so um but every other Sunday, we do these studies. So you can, you're more than welcome to, you know, join the family through Patreon through as low as a dollar a month. Some people give more, and I'm truly blessed by that. But, you know, what it does is it gets you into the ministry workings and you get early podcast releases. You get, All of my notes, all of my papers that I write, you can read the blog articles long before they go public. Um, You get to come on the show and do this kind of stuff. And uh, and as actually I just put together a custom order for one of the Patreons yesterday for their own special Undying Light hoodie. So they can they chose the stuff that goes the wording that goes on the back. It was shipped to them. And that's just kind of the stuff that I try to make sure they get their hands on. So if you're interested, as low as a dollar a month, I mean, that's like pennies a day, you know, at the end of the at the end of the month. But uh, it helps and it goes a long way in supporting this ministry because everything in this ministry is user supported. And it does cost a lot of money to run two podcasts between Undying Light and Matter of Truth and take care of all the content publications that I do for you guys. So that's me trying to sell you on this ministry, but take it for Z and, and Chris and what it's done for them. You know, the work that I pour into them. Uh, I, I hope I it's been a, a, a joyful and edifying ride. And no. I'm blessed to know you guys probably, I think more than you guys think that you're blessed to know me. Because, because you guys have been <laughs> well, it's truly cool. it's amazing. Even though food
3: reels we keep other, Chris and I's friendship
2: do. came along in a, an unusual manner, but that's another story for a different day. <laughs> we do. I send this guy food reels at one o'clock in the morning my time <laughs> because I because I can't sleep, and Man. so sometimes he's still awake, and it's hilarious that we'll just sit and drool over this concoctions of food that we find on Instagram. So. All right, kids, uh, I got to go help (laughs) my wife pick up the house. We have guests coming over tomorrow for lunch after church. And uh, I I hope she made cookies tonight because I want a cookie. So that's it for Undying Light. You can catch these episodes. They will drop probably on Tuesday mornings every other week or so. And uh, I just hope they're fun and edifying and just interesting conversations as we will see where it takes us in the future. Guys, have a great week and God bless.